Welcome to another episode for Radio Life Ray. This is another recording from the 2012 European Symposium. This presentation is by Jolt Balog, and he's talking about our support system, LESA, Life Ray Enterprise Support Application, I believe, uh, how it came to life, what it does for us, and what you can learn from such a project. If you want to follow the visual presentation, that is the slides for this presentation, uh, they are available for download and you can easiest find them when you go to the Radio Life Ray homepage at www.liferay.com slash radio. Then check episode 24 and it will be linked from the show notes. I'm Joel Balog. I'm responsible um, for the support in the EMEA region uh, for Life Ray. I was sitting there where you are sitting right now, three years ago, actually. Uh, we started uh, the Hungarian office at um, the Euro European Symposium 2009. And uh, I really enjoyed all the presentations, and I was thinking, what should I talk about today? What can be interesting for you? And I figured out that those presentations were interesting for me, where I was talking about, where people <laughs> were talking about um, Liferay internal things like how they are using how Liferay is using uh, its own system. So my question for today is: We are using our own product to support our customers. We have built our product based on it. So the question is: Are we eating our own dog food, or we are drinking our own champagne? There's a huge difference between this. Today I will start quickly with some history and what we had before when we had started uh, the Hungarian office. And then I will talk about uh, technical details, why we have chosen to build our own product to support our customers, why we have just, just purchased something which is commercially available, and then how we have built it. I will have some technical details, which won't be that deep. I just want to show what frameworks we have used, and then I will show you what we have built. In the Living with Lisa session, I would like to share some information with you about our support. We had some great improvements in our team, and I want to share it with you because probably you will also need to support your customers, and we've never thought that we can do uh, something like this. And then, after it, I, will, I would like to answer the question. So, history. We had two big portals. One of them was liferay.com, the other one was issues.liferay.com. On liferay.com, we had a customer portal, which by the time was only a download section, mostly. Our customers could go there, download liferay portal. And um, we also had the OSB admin portlet, which stands for open source business. Uh, it was meant to be an open project uh, to all the open source companies to manage their clients. So companies like us, but right now we have too many liferay specific things in it, and we store or all of our customer data inside it. And then we had a great community uh, there, and then some of our customers had their community accounts, and then they had also their corporate accounts there. And on issues at liferay.com, we had issues. We had the community issues and all the corporate, all the enterprise support issues. There was one issue with this system. One of them was using our own product, Liferay Portal, Actually, it's a, oh, it was always a bleeding edge. Uh, actually, currently, it's a 6.0x version. 
so we are, we are using always the latest uh, patches we have. And then we, we're using Atlassian Jira. If you need, have two portals, what do you do if it, you don't like it? You start integration, right? So the reasons for that was that we had the customer data in OSB, and then we had uh, corporate and community accounts on lifefree.com, and then there was no single sign-on. So when our customers wanted to do something, they had to log into different places. Uh, sometimes they had different passwords. They forgot one of them. So we had a lot of administrative issues. And we had different permissioning systems, so we had two teams to maintain that, and they had to send a lot of emails. It was a big hassle. So we tried to integrate, but it failed. It failed because it was not following our free basic rules. And these rules are really important to this company. I'm not sure if we have shared it with you before, but this is what I feel about the company. So the three basic rules is for, actually these are Brian Chan's rules, is consistency, consistency, and consistency. Any project at Liferay can fail if it's not consistent. So if there's a chance that something won't be uh, consistent after a time, like the two databases won't be inconsistent, then Brian Chan won't let it happen. Actually, I think it's a really, really good approach uh, because uh, this way we can make sure that everything is handled properly. We had uh, also some issues with Jira, so it was not, not just this reason. I'm not sure if you can see, um, this ticket was created in 2002 and it was resolved in 2011. This is the ninth Jira ticket. The user time zone was not handled in Jira. Imagine, I was working in Hungary, the server was in Los Angeles, and I was supporting an Australian client. It was not really easy to, uh, to measure when I need to respond, when they expect me to respond. So we had a lot of time zone calculations. Actually, if you have some time, check this issue out, because people were commenting funny stories on it. I really enjoyed looking it up. So why we had this time zone issue? In 2009, we just had one office, in, uh, support office, in Los Angeles. There were some guys who were providing enterprise support for our customers. But in 2010, we had started to grow our, all of our support offices. So we had one office, in, we had opened a support team in China, and then in Budapest, and then we had some growth in Los Angeles. In 2011, we had growth on all of uh, these three offices, and then we have opened a support team in Brazil, and um, in Madrid as well. In 2012, this year, we had huge growth. In Europe, actually, uh, in the Hungarian office, we are hiring three to five support engineers each month. So I'm not sure if you have noticed, but the Hungarian circle already uh, overlaps with Frankfurt on the map, at least I hope. Uh, we, had two support, we have two support engineers now in Germany as well, uh, who are working on us uh, on level three support right now. And then this year we have opened uh, the Indian support team. They are uh, working with the in Indian subcontinent, so they are supporting that country now. We had more missing features in Jira. We had no account management. When we had to temporarily close an account, we couldn't close it. We could either delete the tickets, or we could keep it, but we had to do something because we had some obsolete projects, so we had this ZZZ, like the sleeping projects. And after some time with the new projects and these old projects, 
it, it took two minutes for Jira to load uh, the front page. We, we didn't have escalation management, and it was bad because uh, when we escalated something, we assigned a ticket to the engineer, but the engineer is not responsible uh, for re um, giving responses to the client. The level one engineer is responsible for a ticket because this way the level one engineer has ownership over the ticket, ownership, sorry. And then it was not handling the support teams well, and we have also missed the customer portal integration. So we have decided to build Lisa. How did we do it? We had added some uh, simple uh, CRUD entities, and we have built an application to OSB admin. I will show uh, OSB on the next slide, and then we have used some library frameworks, glued them together, and then because it was ugly, we have put a skid on it because we wanted to have a very useful and um, useful system which it's great to use. And then we migrated everything. So this is OSB admin. The Space Pro customer is the Space Project. We are using uh, this customer to train our support engineers. So when we have some free time, we are going there because there are some very funny issues. I will show you one uh, soon. And we are trying to teach the support engineers what to do when they have a really, really bad customer. Actually, we don't have bad customers. We are really happy about it. However, uh, we are doing the training with that. So, OSB Admin was using all of our tag libraries. This is the library UI uh, tabs. And then we have used our built-in search functionality. And then I think everybody knows the search container here. And then the library UI icons. <coughs> But go, uh, going under the hood, we have used a lot of, actually we have only used library frameworks. We have used Service Builder to build the entities. This account entry represents one customer. Uh, if you are looking for uh, this um, information, you can go to the library source. We have the very same thing, just not the account entry. Uh, we have the message board message, for example. We are following the consistency, consistency, consistency. So it looks like the very same, actually we have the same comments on, on life resource code. We have used the MVC portlet framework, which is really lightweight. You just have to create some JSP files to display what you want to display, and you just need to add actions. There's, there's no uh, real heavyweight XML configuration. It's really lightweight and really easy to use. We have used taglibs, as I showed you on the previous screen, like life for UI tabs and the search container. And then, or we also have some extensions to the Portlet API, like the scheduler. So when, for example, we have to deactivate uh, some accounts or uh, making issues go inactive, we just use our scheduler. We are using the indexer to index all the tickets, and then we are using our existing search to find those tickets. This is one of the Space Pro tickets we were using. So the previous, on the previous slides, you could show uh, see that um, the open source business admin is pretty simple. It does, ha does not have any skin on it. But we have built the very same thing. It's under the hood. It's the very same thing into this one. We have pretty neat features in it, which sometimes our customers don't see. For example, if you click on the, uh, on the status of the ticket, we can easily change it. It was a requirement from my side, because sometimes you're not updating the ticket, because it was like 10 to 20, uh, 12 clicks on Jira. You had to edit, click on status. Save it. Uh, it's, it's very easy. It's just two clicks here. 
the migration, and it has a really important point. So we did it over the weekend without even uh, using business hours. So our clients uh, just noticed that they just went to a new system, to a new URL on Monday. Uh, actually, it was pretty well. I was really afraid of that weekend. When I went to the office on Monday, I thought that all of our class, uh, customers were all over the phone. Of course, we had some permissioning issues where we forgot to add somebody. Uh, but only two or three complaints uh, was uh, sent to us. We migrated tickets, ticket statuses, workers, comments, attachments, everything. So we have, the, we have all of our previous tickets in Lisa right now. And the point here is that we have used our own API to import the data. Last year, I was doing a lot of consultancy, and I was working on migration projects. And I have noticed that some of our clients are using the database uh, to input the data. And it's a really, really bad approach. It's so easy to use our, our API. If you're using a service builder, it's really easy to build up a service and to call that service. For example, at one point, actually, more customers made this mistake. They have put all the data into the library database. If they did it well, it was OK. But at one point, they forgot to update the counter. Do you know what will happen after two years in production? You will get a lot of duplicate key exceptions, and you will be, never be able to recover from that. So it's really important not to touch the database because it's too easy to use the API. It's just some Java files, and we provide everything for it. So if you are starting a migration project, please, please use the API. The timeline. Uh, the specification was done by support management. I've looked up my emails from that time, and I figured out that there was no emails. We just had two or three meetings where we had, everybody had their own ideas, and then we gave all the ideas to Amos Fong. And then what he told me now, when I was building the presentation, that we gave all the requirements, and he, said he built up a project based on that in Service Builder. It was called Ticket Entry UI. It's a very technical uh, name. And it was created in May. And then this whole migration was done in um, 11th of November, actually. So it was a pretty quick project to build a ticket system. So what we have built? It's a basic ticket management system with some extras. And the, one of the best things is that it has auto-assignment based on a lot of details. So when a customer opens a ticket, uh, the ticket can go to various support engineers based on the time zone, the team, and severity of the ticket. So I can, I can tell that, oh, he's a new hire. He should just work on minor issues. Or uh, we, we can make it component-based or load-based. So I can tell that the new hires can only work on three tickets in the same time. And then we have some over, uh, engineers who can be overloaded, and then they are handling all the other tickets which are overloading. We have this really nice feature of need response, which was not in Jira, and I don't know if it's still there. When a customer writes us something, then the ticket goes to the needs response. When we are responding to them, and then, then it appears from the needs response list. So we are waiting for the customer. So if, imagine you have 30 tickets. And then by noon, you respond to 15 tickets. And then customers are responding to your questions. And then you have to go through all the 30 again. It's a lot of work. And we were, uh, most of the time, went to like, checking all the ticket statuses always. We have the most controversial feature also in it, is the auto inactivity. 
most of our customers uh, did not like it, but we are, we are making, uh, making it better and better. After two days, the ticket usually uh, goes to inactive if there's no uh, movement on the ticket. This way, we are trying to uh, keep our issues rolling, rolling all the time, and uh, we want to resolve the issues faster. We have escalation management now, so we can escalate the ticket. The ticket can be assigned to multiple engineers. Most of the systems, the issue tracking system, does not have this feature. And if you assign multiple engineers, they can have, uh, have dif uh, different roles on the tickets. Actually, our partner support is also an escalation. It's just a different level, so we call it P1, and then we have one and two escalation levels. After we have built Lisa, we were, we were really happy with it, but we did not know how we were doing. <coughs> What's the measurement of support? I think it's customer happiness. So if our customers are happy, then we are doing our job right, right? So we are asking four questions from our customers. How, the, how good the solution was, how good we are in, tech, in technical terms, so did we understand each other when we were talking deeply about deep to technical topics? Actually, we care about friendliness. It's really important for us, uh, for the whole company, and then the response time which is really important actually when you have critical tickets, when your production is down. And then we also have a comment field, and that's the most important part. We had a, received a lot of very, very important feedback, and then we can improve our service constantly. The timeline was we have spent three months on discussing what the questions should be, and we have developed the whole thing in two weeks, and then we went to production with it. I want to share, you, uh, share some data with you, because I want to go public with one information. So, we, have, we are receiving pretty good feedback. Actually, we are pretty uh, happy with it. Um, however, I want to go public so I can uh, uh, show it to my team that their commitment was 4.6 by the end of this year. So, we have no way back now. Everybody knows it. So we are shooting for that information. I will present how we were doing uh, this year, actually. And I'm really proud of this. Actually, the, the second um, graph contains really important information. We receive more than 38% of feedback on ticket. Do you know what's the industry average? I've made some research. I was curious last week. It's 10 to 15 percent. So I would like to thank, to, uh, thank this to all of our customers to uh, giving that amount of feedback. It's really important to us to grow, and it's really useful for us. We had a very big challenge this year. We were hiring, hiring, hiring. We were training our support engineers, but we were not, uh, get, uh, we were not uh, resolving our issues faster. We were not improving. We were at the same level. So how our team was built up by that time, we had one level one team in one room and level two team in another room. And they were talking to each other via patches, uh, patch requests in an issue tracking system and escalations. So they only talked when they had a problem. And this was not really working well. And actually there was also an issue that the level one engineers wanted to become a level two because one is higher than two. And then we figured out funny names uh, for the teams. It was not working well. So what we did, we segmented the level one team and the level two team into smaller teams. And then these small teams uh, 
went to sit together in rooms. So we had two rooms before, and then we needed one room, so I would like to thank our uh, sales team here uh, for moving out of the room and giving uh, it to us. So level one and level two is closer now. And what, uh, what's really, uh, also a really great improvement that SUPOT is done by region. Uh, so we have Central West Europe, uh, we have a North, Northern part of Europe, and then we have a, a South and East pod. And this is good because probably you will know the support engineer who works with you, and it's not just done by random. So th these pods have the knowledge about all of our customers. And we have improved a lot. And it was, it was also a surprise for us. So in two weeks, the number of the concurrently open tickets went down by 60% while keeping the same feedback. And uh, the, what the great improvement is, after two months, we are resolving all of our tickets, in average, by 13 days. 13 days is a lot in a ticket, actually. So, actually, I think it's more than uh, like the half of the ticket lifetime. But I was starting to think, what did we actually do? What, what was what we were doing? And I figured out that we did nothing. We just changed the seating order. So we don't have new managers. We, they, we did not raise any salaries. Just the guys are sitting next to each other. So I wanted to share this information with, with you because it was a big surprise for me. And I was really happy that this changed. Uh, really, really worked out. There's also one feature that won't be integrated into Lisa. I was using it after we have moved to the post structure. It's an A4 paper, kitchen cupboard, above the coffee machine. I have put a number on it, and then the guys started to gather around it. Using, I have picked one measurement each month. For example, the number of feedbacks received. I have told the guys this information every morning by printing the paper. When they heard the printer, they, they come to me and we have started to talk. After two or three days, the support engineer started to talk next to a coffee. And um, it was really working. The guys uh, were really, really uh, responsive to this information. And then we made it more complex last month, like we were putting out graphs and all the stuff. It doesn't work. One number on a paper, it's really great and it's really useful. We have one new feature now in our team, not in Lisa. It's called Critical Response Team, and I just want to show it to you. So from now on, we will start, uh, start picking critical tickets, which you can resolve pretty quickly. So when you open a ticket, we really see if we can just jump on a ticket and make your production go live again. So when you open the ticket, we stand up, I get one account manager, one support manager, one level one engineer, one level two engineer, they will go to the same room, and they will just focus on resolving your issue, and then make your production stable. Um, this had really worked well in the past, but we are just starting to build it. So the original question, are we eating our dog food, or are we are drinking our own champagne? Actually, I want to uh, say two things before I'm answering this question. One of it is that on the internet, there's a blog where the blog owner posts photos about dogs who are balancing cookies on their noses. 
That's, that's a really important thing to know. And then the other thing is that we took one more step. We have convinced one really, really, really important customer to work with our support team. Do you know who's that? It's lifefree.com itself. Do you know when version control system starts to control its own, own source code in the very same version control system? Or uh, when you report the bug in a bug tracking system, like the GR9, it was their ninth ticket in their own system. So actually, this is the first birthday of our support because we are using our own product to support our own product. So this is a self-hosting solution. And the very important thing is that it's the same SLA, same workflow, and same patching method. When we have introduced this uh, to the whole company, everybody was trying to get shortcuts from me. Like, oh, can we have patches more quicker? Or how did we do it? And uh, we have just told them that, no. If our customers can live with it, we can also live with it. If we cannot live with it, then we are not providing the good service to our customers. So we have the same SLA. There's one exception. When liferate.com is down, they cannot report issues because we are hosting Lisa on liferate.com. So the answer is, I don't think we are eating our own dog food or drinking our own champagne. We really love what we use, but we don't get drunk from it. Using our own product keep us, keeps us awake and really helps us to improve what we provide. I would like to thank you for your attention today. And if you have any questions, please ask now, or you can see my email address on the screen. Thank you so much. OK, thank you. Uh, do you plan to release the less size a community plugin or something like that? Uh, sorry, did you ask if you are planning to release Lisa? Okay, uh, we often get this question. Actually, currently we don't because it has too many life race specific things. Uh, but as soon as we will have some time to work on it, I think we will put it on marketplace. This is what I've got from the sales team. What are the responsibilities of level one and level two? How they are distinguished? <laughs> okay, so our level one team is responsible for communicating with the customer. And I really want them to take ownership of the ticket. So if they do not get response from any escalation above, they are responsible for giving you something. So like, like go to the engineer and then have the issue resolved as soon as possible. The level two engineers are responsible for uh, resolving the issues they are unable to resolve. Like, uh, so we have escalations. When the level one engineer cannot reproduce the problem, uh, they will go to the level two engineers. And this is why the post structure is good, because they don't need to open a ticket for it. They just, hey, uh, do you have an idea about it, about this ticket? So it, it's, it's much more quicker. So the level two, and the level two is building patches for the product. Actually, we have a level three team. The German guys here are working uh, with the level three team who are working on long-term projects. So if you have 20 tickets, and then you have a, one, one very nasty and long ticket, it's really hard to work on it. So we have the level three team separated to very long, like the long-term issues, meaning that you need to take two days to resolve the ticket. Um, but anyway, um, this separation, this level one, level two separation, I wanted to want to make it disappear. 
I want on my level one team to be very technical. We are constantly training them, and uh, we have noticed that we are getting more uh, better feedback if you don't need to escalate the ticket. Much better feedback. Or we are getting more feed, uh, better feedback, actually, when the issue is going personal, personal meaning that the customers know when they are working on a ticket, uh, who is working on a ticket and when. So we want to make it very technical, uh, the whole team. Okay, then. Uh, thank you for your attention. <laughs>